Hi friends, it's Kayla Moran and welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. I'm so excited to be back with you guys today and share this episode. I hope everyone is having a lovely week, a lovely Thursday. Everyone's excited for the weekend. I am so excited to have this guest on today. She is a powerhouse. She is someone I really look up to in this space and she has done it all. She has seen it all and she is now really kicking ass as a content creator as an influencer as a businesswoman because that's what she truly is because this is a business after all and we share the nitty-gritty all the details about what it's like to make this a business and how to grow on instagram and tiktok and other platforms that she's had and of course the infamous instagram deleting her account debacle strategy for content creation just how she creates content where she gets her inspo from who shoots her pictures her routines what she gets done in a day how she does it all and so much more so i'm so excited to have vanessa ferriolo on this week's episode is just really 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 good so i hope you guys enjoy as always go follow the guest um her info is in the show notes go follow me go follow the let's get candid podcast on instagram follow on spotify subscribe on apple Podcasts, and go leave a rating and review also if you're listening screenshot as you listen and tag us so we can repost it's the best way to grow the show and it shows your genuine support and it means the world to me and to my guests so without further ado Welcome, Vanessa Ferriolo, to the Let's Get Candid podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. A little frazzled, very anxious and excited for this. Um, you're the first like guest that I have on that I, I don't actually know in person. So oh. it's a little like exciting and nerve-wracking. I'm just really excited to to learn about your content and, you know, so much has happened in the last few weeks for you. So I wanted to get into that. When did you start creating content? I officially like took it seriously, um, in 2017. So so yeah, it was like graduating. I was a senior in high school and like, I started my blog back then. And then I knew like, I wanted to get a little bit more serious with Instagram at the time as well. So I got a little bit more serious about it and then started to post consistently like throughout college. And I took it full time then in December of 2020, basically. Yeah. So you went to college. What did you study in college? Did you, when you went to college, did you think you were going to like get a degree and do like something with your degree? Or did you have the idea that you were going to eventually be a full-time content creator? Like how did that transition work? Yeah. So it's funny. Cause like I fully went into college. I was a marketing major. So I was in the business school. I went to temple university in Philadelphia. Um, I went in with like the full mindset of getting a full-time job, like a typical nine to five after graduating. It's what I wanted. Um, but I did know that after a few years, maybe of going into that, that maybe I would transition over to taking content creating full-time, Little did I know that like the more that college went on by my junior year, especially senior year with like COVID and everything, I just knew that 
going my own route and really taking this full on after graduating was the route I wanted to take. I wanted like it was risky. It was very risky to do, but I just did not want to go the route of a nine to five. I knew that I could make it work if I like really put my mind to it, but I had thought that I was going to do a nine to five. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm going to take a risk here. And I'm so happy that I did. Yeah, no, it definitely worked out for you. And I feel the same way. I'm currently in law school. I'm like, I don't want to do traditional law anymore. I'm enjoying the social media space. Like I want to see how far I can ride that out. And then I'll exactly. agree. We can always go back if it ends up not working out, but exactly time for sure to explore all these new things. Um, so did you, do you think your marketing degree helped you or everything that you've learned came from doing it? I think definitely a lot of both, like just being in the business school overall, they really prepare you for like, a lot of different things, obviously, like it's not just I'm learning marketing. So I was learning like accounting, finance, stuff like that, which definitely feeds into me having my business because I need to keep track of my numbers, expenses, things like that. And when I'm working with brands, negotiating, like a lot of girls I talk to in the space, it seems like they aren't very confident with negotiation, but due to having sales classes in college and, um, you know, finance classes, it really helped me with being confident in negotiating, being confident in pitching myself to brands. And then with my marketing background, essentially what I do is marketing myself, marketing for other brands, whether it's like a fashion brand or a beauty brand, and just having like the back end knowledge of how to specifically uh, reach and target a specific audience and a demographic that's really helped me with my background in marketing, but it's definitely an industry too, where you learn a lot as you go, you know, like it's not, you don't, you have to like learn a lot as you go. It's not like you can really teach anybody about it until you are fully like immersed in the space. Yeah. I 100% agree, but I think it's true. Um, like that. I mean, I, I wasn't a marketing major, but I, I, I'm sure that it does help, especially the finance, me accounting. And Absolutely. it's so true what you say about how to pitch yourself and being confident in that. Cause I think that is one of the things I see the most people struggle with. And I have never had an issue, like sending an email to someone like, hi, I want to work with you. Like, this is what I can do. So I just think it's, I mean, as you go, you start building the confidence, but I think yeah. it's really helpful to have that background for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what platforms do you have? I know Instagram, TikTok, do you still have your blog? Do you do? YouTube? Yeah. Any I'm like, I primarily, so like my largest audience as of now, I see this for changing quite soon, but as of right now is TikTok. And that was kind of like by accident. I didn't really mean to get involved in it with it, but honestly, it's like for the best because it really is helpful, but I have two TikTok accounts. So I have one primarily where I talk about business and like my Instagram account and kind of like my strategy and tactics on there. And then my main account, which is like very comparable to my Instagram, very fashion, funny related content. Um, and then my Instagram account, of course, which is like my baby. That's like my favorite account. Instagram is like still my favorite platform. And then I do have a YouTube. I was doing YouTube consistently for like two years, I'd say. I just was always like, I knew I wanted to get involved in that space. And 
I didn't have like a massive following over there or anything. Like I just enjoyed posting the videos and I thought it was fun to like just vlog my life and have those videos to look back on. But I sadly stopped doing that for the past few months just because I prioritize like I'm now prioritizing other things that are actually bringing in my revenue more so. So hopefully I can get back into that. Um, And then I have Pinterest, which is like involved in my strategy. I still have my blog, my website, but I don't stay up to date with that either because it's not like my biggest priority right now, but I just have it for a safe place to like rely on if I ever need to post or whatever. It's always good to have like your own official domain because you don't own Instagram. You don't own TikTok. You learned the hard way. I learned. (laughs) But yeah, no, I agree. I I have my blog and I still, I'm not as consistent on it as I used to be just because yeah, life gets in the way, but of course I agree. Instagram's my baby. Instagram's the most fun one for me. I haven't gotten into TikTok. I will talk strategy too, but I need to get better about it. I just, I've never done YouTube. I wanted to start the podcast instead of YouTube because I prefer to than like video. I suck mm-hmm. at video content and I know that that's like the big push right now. And I'm really struggling with like video yeah, content, but it's not for everyone, you know, like whatever yeah. works best for you is what's most important. And yeah, I have a, I started a podcast with my best friend, like over a year ago, then we started to like fall off with that. Then I started my own podcast and put out like two episodes and then life got insane. And I'm like, okay, I have to prioritize other things right now, but I do love all con like I love content you know I'm a big consumer of it so I love all the platforms <laughs> yeah and I think it's so true like everyone got has to find the one that works for them and you got it you have to try them all out you really just have yeah. to whatever new is coming or new features you got to try it out and if it works for you you keep doing it you find what works and if it doesn't that's okay too um Absolutely. so talking strategy and content how like your reels your you know, the fashion is so good. You're funny. Like, where do you get that from? Do you like, is that like your own thing? Is there someone that you get inspiration from? Like, where does this come from? It's so cool. I love it. Thank you. I'd like to say like, I get inspiration from people, but I don't like, I maybe used to look at Pinterest for like inspiration for like outfits or like my feed back in the day. But honestly, the more that I've become like me and like, have grown into my style and personality, the more that I like have taken off with that. And I think that's benefited me so much, especially with this new account. I literally shoot my content nine out of 10 times the day that I post it. And I don't plan my outfit. I usually wake up and I go to a coffee shop every day and I just decide what am I going to wear to this coffee shop? And that's what I wear, what I shoot, what I post, you know? So for the content itself, it's literally in the moment. I just, I don't look up inspiration. A lot of people say now that I look like Hailey Bieber and I never, (laughs) I never was, I never understood it. And then the more people kept saying it, I was like, okay, like I'll look at her stuff. Cause I'm not like a big, I don't look at celebrities. I'm terrible with names. I love like my influencer gals, like I follow them religiously and like love their content and their um, outfits for inspiration. But like, I don't, I don't like look at people's outfits and think I want to recreate it basically. But I do oftentimes, like if I'm struggling when I'm picking out outfits for like New York fashion week or whatever, 
at that time, then I'll go to like Hailey Bieber and see like, what did she wear in New York? Like what's kind of like an iconic moment for her. And I'll try to figure out like a style that kind of looks similar to hers. That's kind of the only time that I really look for inspiration though. But for video content, again, like I, I just do that on the spot. I'll look through TikTok. I'll see what trends are going on, like sounds are trending and things like that. And then I'll literally make my TikToks in the moment as well. It's just, it's more fun for me. I agree. I'm more of an in the moment person, which is why my content, like I, because of school and work, I have to do mostly night and weekends and I have to like mentally prepare myself to do it, but it just doesn't come to me that way. Like, like right now, like after recording a few episodes today, it's game day. So I'm going to go pregame and we're going to go out to watch the game. Like when I get ready, I'll hopefully maybe shoot a few pictures while I'm out. But, and if I like them, I might post it, but I'm not forcing myself to like, I may film a get ready me, get ready with me if I feel like doing it. But like, I just, I can't plan it either. It's for me, it's very much in the moment. So I think that's really cool because some people say like, you need to be in the moment, you need to plan ahead and you need to like schedule everything and content calendar. But some people, some of the biggest people, it it really is just, yeah. And you can tell too, when it's in the moment and organic. And I think because people know that it does better because it's less like we're going towards that, you know, not really curated anymore, more like in the moment. And when people tell the difference, you, you can see why one does better than the other. So I think exactly cool that you do it in the moment. Cause I, I think it, it, one, it works for you Two, It's way more enjoyable that way as a consumer. Yes. And do you shoot alone or do you like with a tripod, do you have someone help you like Yeah. And also I do want to like preface with everything that I'm saying too. Like I used to be like, I used to be the person that would shoot on a Saturday five looks like for the next week. Like I was that type of content planner bitch, like was going full in. So don't like, you know, don't get me wrong. I've been there, but now I just prefer where I'm at right now. And I love being so much less stressed about it and just being so in the moment. So I've been there before. And of course, like everyone has their own style. It works differently for everyone. And like other people have other obligations as well. But uh, yes, I do shoot everything alone now. I used to shoot with friends back in the day. We would go and go on these little photo shoots together. And then I went to college. I kind of like had to, you know, obviously find friends and stuff like that. And I just didn't feel like bugging anyone. So that's when I started to like take pictures on my own, um, just because I didn't want to rely on somebody else's schedule to like be able to shoot those photos for me. And then I would still shoot with people here and there. Sometimes, honestly, my mom would shoot a lot of my photos. I would my just like, yeah, I would just tell her like exactly how to position the photo, how much headspace and like foot space I want. Um, and she would help out a lot. My ex-boyfriend, he would help me out a lot as well. But I just like I got to the point then where I hated asking other people and it only comes down to asking somebody else like my mom or friends if like I literally don't have my tripod and we're just out and about for the day, you know, but I try to not take pictures at that time. I just there's been too many times where I've crossed over like time where I should be spending with my friends and family And then I'm mixing in work and it's just made relationships a little bit iffy here and there. Like with my ex-boyfriend, he didn't really love shooting pictures. And 
I'd feel bad like continuously asking, like, can we just get more? Can we get more? Like we didn't get the shot. So I was just like, I am done asking people. I am going out and shooting on my own from here on out. And I just do that with my tripod and it's literally the best thing ever. (laughs) Yeah. I love a tripod. And actually my mom, most of my pictures when I'm home are shot with my mom on occasion, a few people go to brunch and like cute outfit or whatever. Exactly. But yeah. Most of my pictures, especially while I'm at school is tripod just cause I don't have people to ask here. Um, exactly. like my classmates, like they don't get it. Like they, they like it, but they don't get it. And I just, I don't feel like teaching them how to do it. And it's just, I can just shoot it myself faster. So exactly. I, and yeah, it, it does make relationships iffy. My mom and I have definitely gotten into arguments. Yes. She's just like, she, my mom is a trooper, but sometimes I'm just like, mom, you are like really just not getting the angles that I'm looking for here. And or just, my mom now, it's so funny. My parents will be at dinner or like anywhere out to eat or we'll be somewhere. And it's like, do you want to get a picture before we do anything? Like they'll ask yeah. me, I'm, like, I'm glad you're on it. But like, sometimes I just I don't want to, like, even if I have a cute outfit, sometimes you don't want to do it. I agree too. Exactly. Like, you know, no, when it's for fun and when it's for work and like, they can mingle a little, but like you, it's hard to find that balance. So sure. tell us like what a typical day in your life, a week in your life, how do you balance it all? Like, is that, does that go to your strategy too? Or like, is that a different strategy that you have? Like, what does a day in your life look like? Honestly, this changes like every six months, like my routine, like my weeks, like it really does change often. But as of lately, it's been, I'll wake up. This is excessive, but this is just my lifestyle. So please don't take inspiration from me. But I am a huge morning person. I'm a big believer in my morning routine, starting my day off on the right note. So I wake up at 4 5 o'clock in the morning, just naturally now because I'm I'm a psycho, (laughs) but I start off my morning. I'll like read for 10 minutes. I'm also like just doing this challenge right now. So I've been doing it for like almost 75 days. So yeah, I saw that you said you were doing some challenge. Yeah. So some of this has to do with the challenge, but otherwise, like, I just really love the morning routine I developed through it. So I'll probably stick with it, but I read for 10 minutes when I wake up, um, which is not always easy. And then I'll get up after my 10 minutes of reading and I'll do my, like, I do three things I'm grateful for and three things I'm manifesting every single morning. So I'll like do a little bit of journaling, reflecting, look at my goals for the day and for the month. Um, I just try to like set my mind up for the best day that I possibly can have in the morning. And then after that, I'll go work out for right now. I'm doing two workouts, each are 45 minutes. So about you know, an hour and a half ish, a little bit more. I'll work out and then I get myself ready. It's usually about eight o'clock. I'll eat breakfast, all that stuff, obviously. And then lately I've been heading to a local coffee shop. I'll go there every single morning, get a coffee, then shoot my content, which takes about like 30 minutes, go back into the coffee shop. And then I edit the photos, schedule the photos. Lately, I've been having consultations in the morning. So I'll do that. Um, And then around one o'clock, I'll head home, I'll eat lunch. um, And then I pick back up with the remaining work that I have for the day. So oftentimes, it's emails that consumes most of my day, um, whether it's like pitching to brands, follow-ups, 
negotiations, contracts, things like that. A lot of it has to do with emails. Um, and then what else? Like I film TikToks for my business account, usually every day, Monday through Friday. Um, I'll pre-plan TikToks too. Like if I have to send in a TikTok for a brand, I'll pre-record that. So that usually happens like in that two to three o'clock range. And those usually take a few hours. So by the time like 3.30 hits, then I've hit a lull, but I'm going back. You've done a lull already. So it's okay to hit a lull at 3.30. Yeah. So then I'll usually like just finish up with emails for the day. Literally whatever is going on then it's just like the random tasks that get pushed to the end of the day. I'll try to finish up work by like 5, 5.30 and then eat dinner with my family um, and then try, I've been trying to like, just log off and relax, watch a show, watch a movie at the end of the night, just to unwind. But life's been a little bit crazier lately. I have a lot of things going on, like travel plans and stuff like that. So in the free time that I have, I'm planning for those things like itineraries, looking up, doing research, things like that. So that's it. Yeah. It's still fun. Um, but that's usually what a typical day looks like. I'm such a like homebody. So I'm so chill with just being at home then. And then on the weekends, I try to like ease up a little bit and have a little bit more fun. Yeah. Do you live at home with your parents? Yes. Yep. I, I was living on my own and then I moved home almost a year ago, actually. How come just to be closer to family, to save money, like, or just save money. This was when I graduated college in December of 2020. Um, I had another six months of my lease and I was living on my own, which I loved. But there's just I realized like there's no point in me living on my own, paying rent, all of that stuff when I was going to be taking this full time. And it was like I was starting out from zero, basically, you know, so I was like, I'm just going to move home. I'll save money. And whenever I decide to move out, like hopefully maybe in a year or so. And we'll go from there, but that makes sense. I plan to move home to definitely saving money. And this is the time to do it, especially when you're starting a business, like you need to find ways to like minimize everything else. Um, what time do you usually go to bed at? If you wake up so early. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, see, I think this is like a good time, but people are always like, it's so early. Usually I'll go to bed about like nine 30, 10 o'clock at night. And that's pretty standard across the board. Even if like it's a a night on the weekend where sometimes I'll go out with my friends and we're out till like one or two in the morning, like I'm still getting up at 5 a.m. the next day, but it takes a few days to like reset my schedule and get back on track. But yeah, it's, I do like my sleep. (laughs) No, me too. I I try to be in bed by like 9, 30, 10, usually too. So I'm not necessarily asleep at that time, but I'm usually like, winding down or getting into bed or already in bed watching TV. So I feel you on that. And yeah, if I go out day drinking during the day, like at nine o'clock at night, I'm out. It's, and if I'm out till two in the morning, I will, I'll wake up around eight, 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 nine o'clock. So I'm an early riser still. And I like my morning routine too, but not that early. The sleep is important. (laughs) Oh, I would not be able to function if I didn't get enough sleep and these bags under my eyes. Oh no. Okay. So I want to switch a little bit to strategy. So you just started your consultation services and you have your business TikTok account. Is that something that people were asking you a lot about that you started, or did you just start that because you wanted to, and it grew like, 
tell me about starting that strategy side and that consultation side and give us like your top five tips for content creation. Yeah. So, oh gosh. So I get, I mean, before this new account, I would get questions from people like DMs more so like, like asking questions about being an influencer, reaching out to brands, growth, like so many different questions. And I feel like I am an expert in my field because I've been doing this for multiple years and I have that business and marketing background. So I feel like this is, you know, something that I am very specialized in and people would ask me questions and I try to help them to the best of my ability. Like I hate giving, you know, a few word responses. I want to go into depth, but it's, it takes time and I'm doing a million and other one things and it's taking time away from my day. So that was happening a lot, especially with this new TikTok account that I created um, this year for business purposes only. And a lot of people were just asking like more in-depth questions and more and more. And I'm like, you know, if people are really wanting to know more and they're really willing to invest in themselves, like they can watch my TikTok videos, which I'm an open book. Like I share it all. And sometimes I get in trouble for it, but I share it all. So if people are seeing that content, that's free content, but it's one thing to see that and listen to what I'm saying and then act on it and really act on it versus invest in yourself, get some more in-depth help where you can ask like specific questions and really go one-on-one with somebody. And that's where like coaching and mentoring comes in. And that's what, that's where I was like, okay, it seems like there's a demand for this. I'm just going to put a feeler out there. I'll just see if people are interested in meeting with me for like a one-on-one session for 30 minutes. My sessions are $50. I figured that was like a good amount of time that felt worth it for me. And hopefully like a good enough price for the customer. And the response that I got then after putting that out on my business TikTok, I didn't even talk about it on my Instagram. I was only talking about it on my business TikTok account. And I got so many emails then after that. And I was like, wow, okay, this is, there's a a good demand out there for this. So I was happy to fulfill that demand. And now it just keeps increasing and increasing the more that I talk about it. And now that I talked about it on my Instagram, it's getting even more intense. And it's only been like two weeks since I've been talking about this. I, I, I saw this the other day. I didn't know it was that recent, but that's, I mean, that's awesome. One, it's a stream of income and you need to have multiple, yeah. especially as a content creator, but also exactly. I like that you said that you feel that you're an expert in the field because I think the girls or the people in general that have been doing this for five or plus years, you know, they have this knowledge and it's nice that we're not being gatekeepers anymore. Like we're really willing to learn. And it's so important. You have to want to take the actionable advice and do something about it. But I think it's really special that you guys want to share it too. So I think that's really cool. And I'm so excited for you that it's working out. So for someone wanting to start, for someone who's wanting to start or just started, but doesn't really know what they're doing, like what are your five top tips that you can give out? Okay. Five. I'm going to try to keep these as concise as I possibly can. Number one, um, develop a very strong and consistent strategy before you start. Or even if you have started and you need to make a change, like you're wanting to make a change because you're not getting the results that you want, 
usually it's been coming down to people's strategy and that they're not being as consistent as they should be with the nitty gritty details, such as the time you're posting, the days you're posting, what you're posting on those days, whether it's an in-feed reel on Monday, then a carousel post on Tuesday, then another in-feed post. Be specific with the details within your post and then stay consistent with that. A lot of people nowadays see something like see a myth on TikTok or whatever, and then they try it out. They don't see the instant gratification that they want and they don't see the results that these other people are getting and they don't give it more than two weeks. And then within that two weeks, they're changing up their strategy again. If you don't stick with the same strategy for at least a month or two, Instagram is going to get so confused with what what are you even posting and what audience are you trying to reach? And they can't push out your content to the audience you're trying to reach anyway then because they're so confused. So I think people don't give things enough time. And that's what I've really learned a lot throughout this account. So being very clear and concise with your strategy and being consistent is like the number one tip. Number two, um, literally like know your why for doing it. Like if you're doing it to get free product or, you know, just work with brands, like you're doing it for you and you're not doing it for somebody else too. I think it's going to be hard for you to, if you have a long-term goal of wanting to do it full time and like make all this money from it, it's going to be hard to find like that passion behind it because you need to like consider marketing. Like when you're trying to work with brands, you're also also marketing for them. If you can't do that and reach an audience and try to inspire, educate an audience, like there, it's just not going to work out. So knowing your why and doing it for more than just yourself, I think is super important to success in the industry. Um, I love that one. That's one of my favorite tips for literally anything. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Number three is like, again, like if you're doing it, like obviously you're doing it for yourself because it should be something you love to do, but post what you love. Don't post what you think people are going to love. Post what you are actually wearing. Post what you actually eat. If you're like in the nutrition space or whatever, like post what you are passionate about because that passion and love for what you're creating really shows through on the other side then. And if it, if you aren't posting about those things, I think it's very clear to the audience, like an audience, once they start looking at your content a lot, we, as the viewer become very aware of like when something is inauthentic, even if like the person who's putting it out there doesn't really think that it's inauthentic it's like very clear to the audience because they watch and they know like every detail and I know that myself after watching like youtubers for how many years it's just very evident and clear fourth tip oh gosh to make this make this one a tip like how did you find your niche you just brought that up like you know figure out what you want to post like yeah nutrition or fashion or you know, some people say you need to have a niche. Some people, if you say, if you don't have a niche, have a personality. I think I fall more under the personality category. Um, yeah, I would say you're more of a personality too, but you do definitely have also a niche. So, you know, yeah, I think like when you, when you're posting like what you love, that kind of like puts like, it automatically puts you into a niche without you trying to be in one. Like I was posting 
in the beginning of this new account, I was posting like curated looks because I wanted to have content right when I like came back with starting this new account in my time off when I wasn't posting because of my account getting deleted, blah, blah, blah. Um, my looks were very girly and like kind of like cottagecore aesthetic. And that's also a side of my style as well. Like I literally don't have one specific style, but then I started going to the coffee shop every day and I was just posting the outfits I was wearing there, which I'm not going to wear a dress to a coffee shop, like a beautiful, stunning dress to a coffee shop. So I wasn't posting it. And I was posting the outfits that I was actually wearing. So naturally I fell into this like street style niche category within fashion that I didn't even like try to put myself into. And I saw that it was performing well after a while then. And I was like, you know what? People are commenting on how much they like, just love the, the relatability of the outfits I'm wearing. Like, so then I saw that my audience was liking that. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to put out more of this content. If they like it, I like it too. And it's what I actually wear. So I'm just going to provide them with more of it. You know what I mean? So yeah. finding your niche, I think like you don't have to think long and hard about it. It shouldn't be a difficult question. It should be what do you enjoy most? Uh, like if you're obviously in the nutrition space, like, you know, don't dabble in the fashion space as well, then like just have a set idea. Like if you you want to be in the nutrition nutrition space, be in it. If you want to be in fashion, be in that and then kind of figure out exactly what you want to post about within that category, I guess. You know, I think that's such a good tip. Like, I think people get so scared when they say, like, they hear that, that they have to have a niche. It's like, if you don't want to have a niche, I think have a personality or your niche is lifestyle and you're incorporating a little of everything, but in an authentic way that's true to you, which is, I think what we both tend to do that where we're posting what we eat in a day throughout the day. We're also posting fashion because that's just, we're taking along our lives and our day with us and exactly versus someone who's just nutrition. Like if you want to brand yourself as just nutrition, you can't go into others, but if you don't want to give your, if your brand is your name, then you have the more freedom too. So I also think that's where handles and like branding comes in. Brands are our names and our lifestyle is our brand. So I think that's such a good one too. And I guess for the last tip, um, so talk about, you kept saying like new account with the old account. So we, we, we okay. earlier, so her account got deleted a few weeks ago, her old one, and she had to start a new one ended up being, cause she couldn't recover it. So tell us about that. Like what happened? Yeah. So my, I'll just like say my tip first is don't be afraid to start over if it seems like a good opportunity for you to do so. Like I was, yeah, I mean, like I'm sure everyone's so scared of starting over, but it really isn't that bad. My tip or going into it though, like when my account got deleted, I woke up the morning that I saw it was officially like deactivated. And I honestly didn't like, I was like, eh, okay, like whatever. Like I wasn't, I didn't ball my eyes out. I wasn't panicking. I was just like, oh, well, it's a beautiful day out. I'm going to like take the day off and go outside. I'm like, it'll come back. You know, it's fine. And then I tried to get it back more and more. I started talking about it on my TikTok account and people were commenting like ways to try and like reach Instagram. And I was doing all the things, maybe not as much as some people 
you know, do, and I could have maybe done a little bit more, but again, I was just going in with that mindset. Like it'll come back. It'll come back. If it doesn't, whatever, it's not meant to be. So then on like Wednesday, that Wednesday, I went to, uh, a nice botanical gardens nearby. I batch shot content just so that I would have content for when I came back onto my account And that day when I got back, then I just decided I'm just going to check again, see what the update is. And then that's when I officially got the notice that my account was deleted. And then from there, I like filled out the information that I could that Instagram gives you, which is like little to nothing. And it was just like, okay, like this is what I'm dealing with. At that moment, I was like, okay, like this is this is real. And I did. I was more so really disappointed that I had lost. I've had that account since I was like 14 years old or 15 years old. So it's gone through so much and maybe I don't have every single post on there from that time, but there's a lot of memories on that account. And like, you know how it archives all of your stories. Like there's so many good memories. I was actually thinking about that today, how I wish I could go back and like, look at those things. But it's, it's fine. You know, it's not the end of the world. I wasn't looking at it necessarily from my business perspective. Cause I was like, well, I still have my TikTok account. I'll just like primarily focus on that right now. And I'll start a new account in the meantime. And if I get my old account back, I get it back. Well, a few days went by and I was like, you know what? I actually don't don't want my new account back. I'm going full force with this new account that I'm starting. And I'm going to prove to Instagram that they made a terrible mistake. And they did. They, and it worked out for you because yeah. your new account's almost back to where your old one was. And it's going to get it in no yes. I literally, so I'm like a huge analytical nerd. I love analytics. So I've been like doing projections with this new account and like analyzing how much my following is increasing by the day, by the like week, kind of to like get a projection for where it should be going forward. And not that I care about the numbers. I really do not care about the numbers at all. I'm just saying it's so cool to watch analytically. So, you know, with how the projections going, I guarantee by the middle at the very, very least that, or the most, I should say that at the middle of October, my account should be, if not at my 12 point K that it was at before, or it should be surpassed. So it probably will. I just like, I, like we were talking about earlier, just like your content, it's just so unique and you can tell you have so much fun with it. And I think when you see that the person doing it is having fun and they genuinely love it, it shows and you do better. So I think that's super important to know too, like that you, you know, you weren't discouraged by it. You took it in stride. You kept using your TikTok on your other platforms that you had created and it helped you build back this one. And I think Definitely. that's so important, you know, having something that you can call your own and multiple platforms. So you can't invest everything into one platform because Instagram could be gone tomorrow, just the app in general or Absolutely. your account and you don't know it. And if you don't have anything else, you know, it's going to be 10 times harder. And yeah, the memory, yeah. I feel you on that. I think the memory part of it for sure is the hardest part. I would be more disappointed in that as well. Yeah. Um, but I think it's so cool that you were able to come back better and stronger. Yeah. And like I said earlier too, like 
the, it wasn't the following I had built. It wasn't that it was more so like the community of people that I had been following and the people that I was really like engaged with, with my audience. I was just like, that was sad too, to lose that. And I'm like, well, that's not the end of the world either. Like people will find me. And there's so many things I could say, like with the tip again, um, like diversifying yourself, diversification is extremely important. It's Instagram, TikTok, anything could be gone within the next day. Like you just don't know. You don't know that I got kicked off of Instagram for literally no reason. I don't have a reason to explain. So I, you know, and I'm like a PG account here. So I can't explain it, but diversification is what will save you. And if you're making money off of this, like having diversification within your streams of income is also extremely important as well, because if one platform disappears, you have some other platform where you can make money off of, or if you're providing a product or a service that you can rely on that as well. And then, you know, in the meantime, build up your other account if need be, or whatever the next thing is, like you just have things to fall back on. So that's super important. And yeah, I mean, Losing this account was like a blessing in disguise. I knew when it happened that it was for a reason that I would not understand at that time, but I would later understand. And I didn't realize that it would be this soon after that I'd understand. Like I had that account again since I was 14, 15 years old. It went through, it was 12,600 followers at the time. So people were following me from high school, from college literally family, like people had forgotten. Probably I was even posting if they weren't seeing my posts, there was a lot of males following me. Like it was just so my following was so, so bad in terms of looking back on it. It was like scattered. Like, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't reaching the audience that I wanted to reach because it's gone through so many changes in algorithm changes in life. Like there are so many people following me that just weren't seeing my content. So therefore, like your engagement rate has to do with the amount of people that follow you versus the people that interact with your actual content. So my engagement rate was so much lower because I wasn't getting as many engagements as I had a following. And they're like most of the people following me were probably ghost followers or again, people that just weren't interested in my co- my content. So actually getting rid of all those people and starting from fresh was like, okay, I am blocking all males that I do not know or that do not deserve to be on my platform. I do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, sorry guys. Or if you look like a spammy account to me, sorry, you're getting blocked. Like, I don't care about the following the number. I care about maintaining like a really engaged audience that aligns with like, if I have a following of 12,000 people, my engagement rate is like 33%, you know? Yeah. No. And I think it's so important. I love that you, you see it as a blessing in disguise. Cause I think it was too, just as a viewer of yours, but I, yeah, I mean, you have to, you have to look at it that way, but knowing that it really was and the engagement rate, what you said is so true. I block in all of those people. Yeah. I honestly, I get a thrill out of like, why are you like, I, know. I don't cater to you. Like, bye. Like, why are you here? Um, all the sugar daddy like DMs. Oh, I know. I, I love it. Like, I was like, I love the satisfaction of like blocking them. Um, I know. 
I wish there was a feature. Instagram needs a feature where you could just like filter through everything so that like you can have specific people like just not follow you. Like if they have sugar daddy in their header or if they have brand manager in their header. (laughs) It just takes so it's so time. Like I literally need to hire an assistant just to like do that. That's how like it's so annoying to go through. And it's like, how can I possibly keep up with all of this? Like it's time consuming, but it's something that I'm like, no, I am passionate about keeping these spammy men, yeah, sugar daddies out. That's there for you. That's so that, at the end of the day, like something you said at the beginning, like, who are you doing this for? Like, you got to have fun. You got to enjoy it, but you're doing it to build a community, build an audience that loves yes. you and you want to engage with them and be able to be open and vulnerable with them and like share something with them. So yeah, you don't want all those creepy guys and yes. bots and stuff. Is it just you? Do you have a team? Do you have a manager? Do you have assistants? Like, do you do everything behind the scenes or are you looking to hire people? Like now that you're growing so fast and you have all these business like endeavors, like, is it just you or are you, are you willing to grow like a team? Yeah. I think like in, in any business, like if you are looking to move on to the next step, you need to hire more. Like you can't micromanage everything. Like that's just going to push your business into the ground. So yes, like it is just me right now. And I'm finding, I literally say to my parents, like they are both business entrepreneurs as well. So um, they, luckily I could go to them for advice, but I say to them every day, like I need help. Like I need help, but I want to pay somebody like good money to be able to help me. Like I'd probably hire an assistant first. Um, and I'm hoping to do that in 2022, but right now I just don't feel like I can hire somebody and like really pay them well while still like needing to pay myself at the same time. And I need to like get my, my ducks in a row first. Like I need to get things a little bit more situated before I do that but it's hard. Like it's you're your own finance department, accounting, you're your HR department. You are the content creator, the face of the brand. It's, there's so many facets to it and it's hard to keep up with everything. Like it's hard to like immediately when I get a partnership to remember to like put that into my Excel spreadsheet and write dates that I make, I need to be mindful of and make sure that I'm getting paid on a right date. Like there's just a lot of different behind the scenes things that people as the viewer, as the audience, they don't see, but it's, it's a lot. And yes, I'm just taking a pretty picture. So yeah, it's really, if if it's like more of a business that it is just like you posting for fun, like, yes, it is a lot. And, um, I try to keep track of absolutely everything so that I am staying on track and am able to like pay my expenses for my business and taxes and things like that. It's just, you know, at oh. some point, <laughs> at some point I would like to hire a team. I'd rather, I I've been a firm believer in not going with management until it became absolutely um, unbearable just because, or unless like I blew up, like if I blew up and I like, it was just I could not handle it. That's another thing. But I just, I love building the relationships with the brands I'm working with and being like the person that I am talking to or that they are talking to. I like building that direct relationship, but I'm sure at some point it probably comes down to what's the opportunity cost. Like, would you rather be a lot 
more stress-free and have more time to focus on other areas of your business and allow somebody else to take on that responsibility. And maybe you not develop the direct relationship or are you going to, you know, take on a lot more work than you can handle. So I think that will come to a point in time where, well, maybe it will come to a point in time where I'll have to make that decision. But as for now, I think like in 2022, I'll probably just hire an assistant and go from there, but we'll see. I think that's a smart plan. And I agree. I actually, side note, work in a um, social media marketing company um, where oh, okay, where I help manage and I'm the influencer marketing coordinator. So I see the behind the scenes of it. I don't need it myself as my own content creator, but like helping do it yeah. for other people. I can see why like people love it and ha- like having that because it helps them. But, you know, it's, it's true opportunity costs. And like, if that works for you and I, I also like personally building the relationship with the brand. Yeah, I think yeah. that part's so fun. So, yeah. So it's hard. It's easy for me to say now, like I will never have a manager, but I don't know if like, it will come to a point where it's like, oh no, like I need a manager right now. So we'll cross that road if we ever get there, but. And you'll be sure to share it. Cause and I, I will you do share it for, for other people. I think that's, again, the, the community the, that you're building, the audience and how engaged they are. It's so important. I can tell you genuinely love it, which is why yes. I wanted to have you on and to talk about all of this. Cause I think it's so important for people to see all that goes into it. Um, and yeah, I totally agree. So where can everyone find you share all your accounts, all your info? Yeah. So you can find me. I hate that. This is the way that it is now. It's not as streamlined as it was before, but you can find me at Vanessa V A N E S S A M as in Mary Ferriolo F E R R A I O L O. That's my Instagram handle. Um, you can send me an email at Vanessa M at gmail.com. If you want to book a consultation with me, um, and TikTok is Vanessa Ferriolo. So that's where you could find me. And I'm on every other platform is just Vanessa Ferriolo as well. So that's easy enough, but thank you so much. This was so much fun. I'm so excited that, to share this with everyone and I'm really glad we got to talk and hopefully I'll yeah. have another time. Yeah. Maybe we can do another update in a few months or something like that, but yeah, this is so much fun. I'm so happy you asked me to come on. This was like my first interview where like I'm being interviewed. Yeah. I've never been interviewed myself, but I just, I love talking to people and connecting with people. And that's part of why I started this. So really, yeah. I got to do that with someone who is such an expert in her field and generally loves what she does. And I think that's so special. Yeah. Thank you so much, Vanessa. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, go leave a rating and review, subscribe, and send us a DM or comments on our latest Instagram post and let us know your favorite part of this episode. And of course, please screenshot and share so we can repost and go follow Vanessa if you're not already. Like seriously, wasn't she great? Um, I can't wait to have her on another time and just watch her grow because I think it's going to be really, really beautiful. And I was so inspired listening to her just talk. So I'm hoping you guys are too. And I'll talk to you guys next week.